All's Well That Ends Well. Act One, Scene Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. All's Well That Ends Well by William Shakespeare. Act One, Scene Three. The Countess, read by Elizabeth Clett. Helena. Read by Ariel Lipshaw. Even so it was with me when I was young. If ever we are natures, these are ours. This thorn doth to our rose of youth rightly belong. Our blood to us, this to our blood is born. It is the show and seal of nature's truth, Where love's strong passion is impressed in youth. By our remembrances of days foregone, such were our faults, or then we thought them none. Her eye is sick, aunt. I observe her now. What is your pleasure, madam? You know, Helen, I am a mother to you. Mine honourable mistress. Nay, a mother. Why not a mother? When I said a mother, methought you saw a serpent. What's in mother that you start at it? I say I am your mother, And put you in the catalogue of those that were enwombed mine. Tis often seen adoption strives with nature, And choice breeds a native slip to us from foreign seeds. You ne'er oppressed me with a mother's groan, Yet I express to you a mother's care. God's mercy, maiden! Does it curd thy blood to say I am thy mother? What's the matter that this distempered messenger of wet, The many-coloured iris, rounds thine eye? Why? That you are my daughter? That I am not. I say I am your mother. Pardon, madam. The Count Rusillon cannot be my brother. I am from humble, he from honoured name. No note upon my parents, his all-noble. My master, my dear lord he is, and I, his servant, live, and will his vassal die. He must not be my brother. Nor I your mother. You are my mother, madam, would you were, so that my lord your son were not my brother. Indeed, my mother, or were you both our mothers? I care no more for than I do for heaven, so I were not his sister. Can't no other but I your daughter, he must be my brother? Yes, Helen. You might be my daughter-in-law. God shield, you mean it not. Daughter and mother so strive upon your pulse. What, pale again? My fear hath catched your fondness. Now I see the mystery of your loneliness, And find your salt tears' head. Now to all sense tis gross. You love my son. Invention is ashamed against the proclamation of thy passion to say thou dost not. Therefore tell me true. But tell me then tis so. For look thy cheeks confess it, the one to the other, and thine eyes see it so grossly shown in thy behaviours that in their kind they speak it. Only sin and hellish obstinacy tie thy tongue, that truth should be suspected. Speak. Is't so? If it be so, you have wound a goodly clue. If it be not, forswear it. 
howe'er i charge thee as heaven shall work in me for thine avail tell me truly good madam pardon me do you love my son your pardon noble mistress love you my son do not you love him madam go not about my love hath in't a bond whereof the world takes note come come disclose the state of your affection for your passions have to the full appeached then i confess here on my knee before high heaven and you that before you and next unto high heaven i love your son my friends were poor but honest so's my love be not offended for it hurts not him that he is loved of me i follow him not by any token of presumptuous suit nor would i have him till i do deserve him yet never know how that desert should be i know i love in vain strive against hope yet in this captious and untenable sieve i still pour in the waters of my love and lack not to lose still thus indian-like religious in mine error i adore the sun that looks upon his worshipper but knows of him no more my dearest madam let not your hate encounter with my love for loving where you do but if yourself whose aged honour cites a virtuous youth did ever in so true a flame of liking wish chastely and love dearly that your diane was both herself and love oh then give pity to her whose state is such that cannot choose but lend and give where she is sure to lose that seeks not to find that her search implies but riddle-like lives sweetly where she dies had you not lately an intent speak truly to go to paris madam i had wherefore tell true i will tell truth by grace itself i swear you know my father left me some prescriptions of rare and proved effects such as his reading and manifest experience had collected for general sovereignty and that he willed me in heedfulest reservation to bestow them as notes whose faculties inclusive were more than they were in note amongst the rest there is a remedy approved set down to cure the desperate languishings whereof the king is rendered lost this was your motive for paris was it speak my lord your son made me to think of this else paris and the medicine and the king had from the conversation of my thoughts haply been absent then but think you helen if you should tender your supposed aid he would receive it he and his physicians are of a mind he that they cannot help him they that they cannot help how shall they credit a poor unlearned virgin when the schools embowelled of their doctrine have left off the danger to itself there's something in't more than my father's skill which was the greatest of his profession that his good receipt shall for my legacy be sanctified by the luckiest stars in heaven and would your honour but give me leave to try success i'll venture the well-lost life of mine on his grace's cure by such a day and hour dost thou believed ay madam knowingly why helen thou shalt have my leave and love means and attendance and my loving greetings to those of mine in court i'll stay at home and pray god's blessing into thy attempt be gone to-morrow and be sure of this what i can help thee to thou shalt not miss end of all's well that ends well act one scene three